All right. I've taken the liberty of drafting these workflow charts which outline our various duties and the path we will follow as we develop our groundbreaking new app. Hey, why am I in charge of phone support? <laughs> Seems a bit racist. A customer service representative with an Indian accent will create the impression we're a vast enterprise that uses overseas call centers. Oh, very clever, but still racist. Duly noted, Steve from Wichita. Why am I listed as your executive assistant? Because the word secretary has fallen into disrepute. Well, FYI, my mother's birthday is coming up. I'm going to need you to pick up a present. Okay, we need to stop for a minute. But Leonard, please, we can talk during our break. We have one coming up at midnight and we'll need snacks. Sheldon, you're not in charge. It's my idea, I'm in charge. Oh, of course you are. Look at the organizational chart. You're clearly listed as founder. Well, uh, yes, and you're listed as chief executive officer, chief financial officer, and chief operating officer. You missed chief science officer, chairman of the board, and head of the Secret Santa Committee. Okay. You need to get clear on this right now. I am in charge of this project. Ooh, Leonard's going all alpha nerd on Sheldon's eyes. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm not going to argue with you. Sheldon Cooper is nothing if not a team player. Dr. Hofstadter, you have the con. Thank you. I thought we might start by talking about the user interface. Oh dear Lord, we're doomed. Started waiting. The earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery. It all started with a big bang. Hey everybody, welcome back to the latest episode of PMS, the Perpetual Motion Squad, a Big Bang Theory fan podcast. And we are your hosts, Big Bang Theory super fans, married couple Cat and Paul. And we are just so excited to be here today. We are. It's another wonderful day here in Adelaide, and we are doing our podcast. So, yes, Actually, it's a bit overcast and cold, but we're talking Big Bang, and that oh, makes everything Big Bang. awesome. Yeah, and as as we always say, and actually, Cat said it the other day, it's always good to start the day off with a bang. There we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that's start time. the week off with a bang. And yes, that time I meant to say dirty. <laughs> oh, oh, poppy. Oh, puppy. <laughs> so if you want to start I your day, you. if you want to start your day off or your week off with a bang, this is the place to come to, baby. <laughs> we will we will bang the hell out of you. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I think I liked it better when you kept telling people you were wearing your purple onesie. I am not wearing my purple onesie today, but yeah. I am going to. You are to... wearing a naughty t-shirt. I am wearing a naughty T-shirt, so yeah. If anyone wants to see the naughty T-shirt, send me your email at perpetualmotionsquad00 at gmail.com. I'll take a photograph of my T-shirt and send it back to you and see what you think. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I bought it for him back in 2012 when I was working on a, no, 2013, when <laughs> yeah. I was working on a cruise ship and I went to this place in Ketchikan, Alaska, and I saw the shirt and I just had to get it for him because it was hilarious. Yeah, so everyone, if anyone wants to see it, just send me your email, perpetualmotionsquad00 at gmail.com, and I will send you a picture of my T-shirt. Now, last week, we had a, a question. 
Have you ever dressed up and gone to a costume party? And if so, who did you go as? So, um, here we go. Deanna actually sent us a message and she said, sadly, I've never been invited to a costume party. Oh, you've never been invited to a costume party, Deanna. That sucks. However, I aspire to make an authentic Jedi costume someday and wear it to a costume party. That is awesome. That is awesome. I'd do that too. Now, authentic, that would be, that would be like in the, in the regular realm of, of Jedi's or just one that you'd actually make up yourself. I think it'd be one that she made up herself. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, but wearing the Jedi robes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I, I actually got invited to a dinner party. It was a murder mystery dinner party. So we all dressed up as the different characters because the host told us who we were beforehand. Yeah. But I was originally supposed to be doing something else that night. I had another commitment, so I couldn't go. But at the last minute, it fell through. So I got to go to the party, but there were no roles left over. So... Um, and my my then husband was out of town. And um, so I so so the host had me put on one of his suits and I got to play the corpse. Nice. I got to play the person who got killed. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting way. It was of fun. At I like that it was one. Really fun. Now, I'm, Courtney, yeah, she actually used to throw great parties. Now, Courtney said, I love attending Comic-Con, but I'm usually not the one to dress up. Courtney. <gasps> you totally should dress up. That's half the fun. Courtney, you've got to come up with an idea and dress up for Comic-Con. That'd be I'll awesome. Bring, I'll brainstorm an idea with you to dress up for Comic-Con. See, there we go. Now, if she's in Australia, there's a Comic-Con, I think, somewhere in either Sydney or Melbourne. So with enough. Well, there, no, there's one in Adelaide, too. There is? Yeah. I don't even know where. Well, Supernova. I don't know. Well, I don't know where, where she is, but I tell you what, if it's in Adelaide and if she's in Adelaide, I'll go with you. We should all go together dressed up. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd, that I'll, would be I'll, awesome. I'll dress up as Gene Simmons from Kiss. Of course you would. <laughs> now, last week we also had some responses to um, a couple of emails, uh, you know, a couple of questions we put out. So there's some emails that came through. Um, and. Deanna actually sent us an email about season four, episode 10. Do you remember when Sheldon and Amy were sitting in the, the lab? Oh, yeah. And, and they were ha- and eating lunch. lunch? While she- that was just so wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and it's really interesting that w- getting into what, you know, Deanna uh, messaged. As we go through her email, she says that, secondly, and more glaringly, out of character is the fact that he and Amy would uh, would eat in a biology lab of any kind. Yeah. As, a college, as a college student studying science, any kind of lab on a college campus I have ever been to has incredibly strict rules prohibiting food or drinks of any kind in the lab. So, I mean, and it says, and she also goes on to say that most have shelves outside the door for food and drink to be left on by the students in the class. Not only is it a health concern for the possible contamination of food with bacteria or chemicals, but food crumbs could cause major yeah, issues. That could contaminate the, the samples and ruin the experiment. Well, she even says for delicate instruments in some labs. So yeah. Sheldon is so insistent on following the rules and he's so much a germaphobe that the thought of him eating in a biology lab where Amy is known to study neurolo- neurological diseases and infectious is unfathomable, which is really, really true because, you know, it, she she really does... You know, you think to yourself that Amy is not only like you know Sheldon, a very stickler to the rules, but seriously, this is her, her own lab. Why would you suddenly decide that it would be a great idea to start eating lunch in there? I mean, as I said, I've seen movies where you know, and and it's predominantly where you've got cadavers, and you've got yeah. a guy working on a cadaver, and he's eating a sandwich, and he'll leave it either near the the cadaver or on the cadaver, and you think to yourself, yeah, it's like no, that's does does that really happen? So. 
I don't know whether, I mean, and as, you know, Deanna quite rightly points out, you know, she's been in labs where there's a shelf outside of food and drink. I don't know any lab technician or anybody, you know, that's studying, you know, in a lab that would actually sit there and go, yeah, come on in. I mean, I, I, well, I go not in- just that, but if they're sitting there actively working on a cadaver, they're not going to sit there and pick up their sandwich with their gloved hand. No, that's just disgusting. No, I mean, I've worked in a lab setting for the last 24 years, and I can categorically say that there is no food and drink allowed in that lab because we deal with everything from, you know, the common cold and all, you know, um, blood diseases right up to very infectious diseases. I don't know any lab person that would sit there and go, yeah, I'm going to eat my sandwich while I'm sitting at the desk talking, you know, going through, you know, looking at this, that under the slide. It doesn't happen. So... Um, and uh, I love that Deanna finishes off the email with it. Just basically says, thank you again for this podcast. It is the highlight of my Mondays. <laughs> and, and she also said, sorry for the long rant. No, we actually like it, Deanna. If you want to just rant on about anything and everything, we will certainly sit here and listen to you. It's awesome. Thank you very much for reaching out to us. Now, I got an email um, about last week's question now do you remember the uh, from this is actually from courtney do you remember last week's question how i was saying you know or you and i were just talking about do you think that uh that um penny feels guilty about kissing zach in front of leonard or because leonard's there mm-hmm. courtney actually responded okay and she said hi paul and cat i'm just emailing in response to the question you posed in a recent podcast episode you said do you think penny would have felt bad about kissing Zach if Leonard was there in the room as opposed to if he wasn't. Now, I said to you, I think that she, I don't you know. I think she, it's because he's there. I yeah. say it's because she still has feelings for him and would have felt bad regardless. Yeah. Um, now, Courtney says, I honestly think that if Leonard was in the room, she would have felt bad when kissing Zach because she has a, uh, she has a very present reminder that Leonard's there and she's almost longing for Leonard. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think she also feels bad not for herself because she isn't in a relate because she isn't in a relationship with Leonard, but she feels bad for Leonard himself having to witness that just because Penny is a good person. So it's it's almost like she's actually saying that, you know, she's feeling guilty for kissing Zach because and you said so that, that she She'd was, rather be with Leonard. Rather rather be yeah. with Leonard. And I think, uh, okay. Um, but I think if Leonard wasn't there. She might not feel bad initially when kissing Zach, but it's the kind of thought that would creep up on her a few hours later. I think she'd have contemplations hours after. So she, you know, if Leonard wasn't there, she kisses Zach and she's all into the kiss, but then it's like, oh, I well, I'm 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 not sure I agree with that because she did say to Leonard that the only reason she was with Zach is because she didn't want to be alone on New Year's Eve, not that because she wants to be with Zach. Yeah, and not that she wanted anything to happen with Zach. But as Courtney goes on to say at the last part of the email, I feel like Penny does this a lot and then randomly shows up at Leonard's apartment in the middle of the night to make up again. So it's almost like, oh, I have that guilty feeling. Yeah, I kissed Zach. Leonard wasn't there. I need to release release myself of my guilty conscience. So mm. I'm going to go to Leonard's house in the middle of the night, knock on his door, wake him up, and then apologize sort of situation yeah. or explain to him that oh i kissed zach it didn't mean anything whatever you know um she probably would have done this some and she doesn't say at the end of the email she probably would have done something like that eventually just my take on it and i think i think that actually is is a good you know it's a good yeah. way of looking at it is that yeah 
I still, you know, I, I see it as when she kissed Zach in front of Leonard, you know, she looks over at Leonard to say, oh, I really shouldn't be doing this in front of you, but I feel guilty about doing it. So, and I like that. I like the, there are people, you know, like Courtney and like Deanna that are really engaging with us and actually contemplating certain scenarios that we talk about. And that way they can give their own takes. So that's awesome. Courtney, thank you very much. And she does goes on to say, hope everything is well. Is everything well with us? I think everything's great with us. It is great. And I hope everything is well with you, Courtney, and every single one of our listeners. I hope you guys are having an awesome time just for our American listeners. Also happy Thanksgiving. We yes, actually it celebrate... was Thanksgiving this last week. Yeah. We actually celebrate Thanksgiving because as you can hear, um, Kat's got a strange accent. Very, hey! very much American, I'm saying, but a lot of people, but but she was saying that when Trump was in office, she was a Canadian. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now that Trump's not in in office, she's an American again. And hopefully um, it'll stay that way. And hopefully it'll stay that way. But yeah, so happy Thanksgiving to all our American friends and family. But just happy. And if you do happen to be a Trump supporter, we will never understand it. We feel sorry for you, but we love you anyway. Yeah, I am. We here in Australia don't give two flying rats asses about anything, so we're uh, very, yeah, we're very yeah. laid no, back. No, actually, that's not true. I know a lot. Of, I've I've spoken to a lot of people who speak to me about this, and they just can't understand it. Yeah, but but don't don't stop listening to us, people. We love you guys. Yeah, we, we don't. We 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 will agree to a disagree with you on that front, but we still love you. I have no affiliation whatsoever to that last comment. But, but we but we know that that our listeners are smart people. Yeah, our listeners are awesome. So thank you very much once again for we everyone our, coming to visit us. Base. Yeah, and thank you for everyone coming to visit us at Perpetual Motion Squad. I we really appreciate that, and we really are very humbled that you guys keep coming back every single week to talk to us. Yeah, and listen to us as well. Now this week, speaking episode, of which, we are going on to this week's episode, which is episode uh, season four, episode what is it? 12? Twelve. The bus pants utilization. What did we think <laughs> about this episode? Um, I actually read a review of this episode online and I really agree with the person that this is the episode where Sheldon goes from being a socially awkward, just doesn't get it to becoming a bit of a bully and really showing his, his like more of a toxic narcissism. Yeah. I would say that this is not the strongest episode. I no, this feel is that probably this ep- one of my le- my less favorite episodes. I feel that this episode, when you watch it, that it, it is really rushed. I mean, it's almost like they all had a, di- a, a prior dinner date to go to, and they were all rushing through the episode. It wasn't strong. And it's just a little painful the way that Sheldon tries to bully the guys. It's yeah. painful to watch. Yeah. I mean, look, as we know, and as we said, we'll get into young Sheldon as after we finish the Big Bang Theory, so you'll hear every episode of uh, young Sheldon. But we do see that... Sheldon really does, as Kat said, does start to show his true colors of being a bit of a bully. And unfortunately, that doesn't seem to go away after this episode. It's, it, it even it just gets, gets worse. Stronger, yeah. You know, but as I said, I don't I don't see this episode as a really, really strong episode. It's a good episode. It's definitely not great, but it's also not very strong either. It just seems to me yeah. that when I was watching this episode, it was like we started it and then, you know, suddenly it's over it's like what holy crap that was quick yeah no it just seems that they just had that quick filling time frame they needed to get an episode out and they used this one so yeah they just didn't quite know what to do with themselves no um so the episode opens up where we see sheldon howard raj eating in the cafeteria and leonard approaches them with an idea for a smartphone software app 
that helps users solve differential equations. This is really, this is really a genius, a genius, a, it's really clever, a genius move. I have actually had coffee this morning, um, <laughs> but it really is. It's a really great idea. But for, actually, before he actually comes in, we're seeing that Howard is actually on the phone to his mother, oh, yeah. and his mother is trying to check her email, and and Howard's sitting there saying, "Yes, okay." No, there is no mouse. The trackpad on the laptop is the mouse. Okay, move the, the move the little pointer down to the icon that's that's the envelope. For the email, the one that looks like an envelope. Yes. What do you mean? It looks like an envelope. Yeah, and he goes, okay, fine. Don't use the, the laptop. Yes, we can exchange it for a salad spinner. And then I like it how Raj comes back with, well, that was definitely a Hanukkah present you're, you're regretting right now. You know, I got to tell you, though, sitting there listening to Howard, this is why I could never be an IT person, no. especially a phone-based IT person. Oh, he was getting so frustrated, and I, well, can under, I can understand that. Well, yesterday, I was working with some of my clients, and they were sharing their screen, and I was walking them through how to do something. And I lost track of how many times I had, I was found myself almost yelling, stop, 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 stop. Yeah, because they were trying to click through stuff and it's like, stop, do it when I tell you to do it, where I tell you to do it. Yeah, because I had to make them go back at least eight times because they just clicked through and they weren't where they needed to be. I, I honestly and this is, you know, I, it's really and you wonder why I was so exhausted after that session yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I mean, it, it's really weird to say this, but after all this, these years of me being alive. I've realized that I am a visual person. I'm not a just tell me and I'll do it. I need to visually see it yeah, and understand it before I can do it. And that's the same as like when Kat showed me how to edit our podcast. I edit the pod, I edit this podcast every single week. And from the day one that Kat showed me how to, how to basically edit this podcast, that's how I've done it. There are so many more settings on the podcast that I can do. And I refuse to go near them because I don't want to screw it up. So I literally go, okay, she did this. She did that. She did this. She did that. It's edited. I will go step by step. And it's ridiculous because I realize now after all these years of being on this planet that I am a visual person. So for someone to tell me over the phone, click there, click that, click that. I couldn't do it I because I need to be shown. I need to see it. I need you to do it, me to watch it. And then I go, ah, now I understand it. So I can understand, you know, from you know Howard's mother's point of view, she's frustrated because she doesn't know how to do it, and Howard's frustrated because he that she can't do it because obviously she might be a visual person like I am. But she's sitting there looking at it. Yeah, but and it he's doesn't telling matter. her exactly where it is. It would be the same way as you you telling me. It would just be I'd have to see it to, to actually understand it. it. So, so the fact that he's going to go and you know decide to. Um, trade it in for a salad spinner. It's like, oh, that's, you know, that's really. Yeah, whatever. So as I said, you know, um, I like it how, you know, Leonard comes in and he does have this uh, software app and it is a great idea. There are a lot of people that would really. I'm, I'm sure that there are science people out there that could make use of something like that. Yeah. So. And I'd be curious to know if they actually ever did develop an app like that based off of. This. Well, I'd like to really, under yeah, I'd like to see that because it would be very interesting to find out. Maybe there is someone out there they can find it and maybe, and if they haven't, maybe even make millions of dollars out of it. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Um, so Leonard recruits Howard and Raj. And of course, Sheldon just decides to volunteer himself as like the team leader because he goes, oh, I'll save you from us ask asking me. I accept. Yeah. And he's like, oh, 
goody for us. <laughs> um, and Leonard and does say that they may not, they may make a little bit of money off the app, leading Howard to imagine building a place over the garage to escape his mother with the money, which I love it. How he goes, oh, you know, a few extra bucks would be nice to be able to move out of my mother's place. And Rice goes, so where would you move? And he goes, I've always dreamed about, you know, building a, an apartment above the garage. <laughs> so it's really you're not really you're doing more like a Fonzie in Happy Days, actually moving into the garage, right? Well, it's just well, away. it just points to the fact that he'll never truly leave his mother. No, he's he's pretty much attached to his mother's apron strings, as which uh, as Bernadette well. really should be aware of. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I like it how Raz dreams of taking pretty girls on a submarine ride, and it's like that is very very random. And and I like it how how Howard goes was some sort of strange sex thing and he goes he's no, like no i have a submarine and i take pretty girls for a ride underwater to see the fish why does it always have to be dirty with you <laughs> oh because so this we is howard we're talking about right yes <clears throat> so now we transition from the Celtic uh, cafeteria back in the apartment and leonard announces that nobody else is currently making an app like this and we they're sitting around well, basically sitting around having dinner and Penny's sitting there. And Chinese Sheld- takeaway. Chinese takeaway. And Sheldon's afraid that Penny will steal Leonard's idea. And he Stars play- and bright, and keep in the, the heart of Texas. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the song that Sheldon sings to make sure that every time that Leonard goes to talk about the app, he ends up by talking over Leonard with that song. Well, it started with Howard and then Leonard. Yeah. Um, and it's a very unlikable, it's a very unlikely but very plausible scenario that Penny befriends the gang to steal a marketable idea from them. And it's like... After she, her, her dreams of becoming a, a successful actress have failed and her shattered yeah. all around her. And so you really... And, think, I, and I love it how she's like, hey! And Howard's like, hey, let's see where he's going with this. <laughs> but it's like, well, hang on a minute. You think to yourself that Penny's going to play this long game of sitting there with these guys in the hope that they come up with a brilliant idea to end up by stealing their idea for an app, if they ever come up with an idea yeah. for an app or any idea that makes a millions of dollars. Like, uh, yeah, okay. So Penny points out that she's hanging out with them partly because, uh, well, she, she says, listen, you know, I've mooched you know, food off you I've, guys. I've already got dinner from you guys. I don't need to sit here and listen yeah. to this. But the best part, though, is he said something that insulted Howard. And Howard's like, hey. And Penny's like, hey, let's see where he oh, goes with this. And Howard right. gives her the look and she's like, huh? <laughs> That's right. They were talking, he was How's it feel? <laughs> you talk about the being an engineer. Yeah. And he goes, I ha- I am an in, you know, I'm a you know an engineer. And he goes, and he goes to say something about being an engineer. And that's where Penny says, ah, right, wait a minute, let's see where he goes. So as after Penny leaves the apartment, Sheldon says, Well, he's gonna draw, he's drawn up some ideas, uh, not some ideas, but you know, uh, a list of, of jobs that they can do. And he designates himself as the leader of the group, which he enlists himself as the chief executive officer. Well, for, first, it starts where he hands out the thing showing the um, the hierarchy. That's right. And Raj is, well, why am I in charge of phone support? And he says, well, having and he's like, that's really racist. And he says, well, having an Indian uh, accent in charge of phone support makes us sound like this really big international company. He's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Still racist, but it makes sense. And then Howard's like, well, why am I showing as your executive assistant? And he's like, oh, because secretary has fallen out of favor. Yeah. And I like it how how Leonard goes, hang on a minute. Okay. You know, why have you designated yourself as leader of this group? 
And he says, well, and he said, you've also listed yourself as chief executive officer, chief financial officer, chief operating officer. And, and of course, Sheldon goes, oh, and uh, you forgot chief science officer, chairman of the board and the head of the Secret Center Committee. I love the head of the Secret Center Committee. <laughs> and Leonard's only listed as the founder. But when he does actually say to, to Howard about the fact that he's, you know, this whole thing of him being the um, An executive uh, assistant. The existent, and he goes, you know, uh, my, and by the way, my mother's birthday is coming up and I'm going to need, need a present. And of course, then when Sheld- when Leonard's talking about this, and he goes, "Well, Leonard, we've got a break coming up at midnight where we can discuss it." And he looks over at, Sh- at uh, Le- uh, Howard and he goes, Howard. "And we're going to need snacks." So it's like, "Oh my god!" I, and he would be so oh, exhausting to live with, no, and be friends with. So after a brief argument, Leonard is able to regain his post as the as the leader. And of course, over time, Sheldon continues to mock Leonard Leonard's leadership. And makes further attempts to glorify himself. Well, it's like Leonard. Leonard is like, okay, so I thought we would ta- we would start by doing this, and Sheldon's like, ha, good one, boss. He's like, what are you talking what? about? He's like, oh, I figured you were starting with a joke. Yeah, and he goes, no, and he's just so condescending and rude. Oh, I love it how he goes. And he said, well, no, that's not a joke. And he says, oh, well, do you mind if I make twenty six little go you know, tweaks. tweaks to make this better? And he's like. L- no, Sheldon, this is not your idea. This is my idea. And it's- I'm in charge. <laughs> We're going to do it my way. I just love one of the one of the answers that he does when he's when he's trying to get Leonard overturned. He goes, "Okay, hands up who who can get rid of this Leonard's reign of tyranny." <laughs> well, like- no, that's in a little bit when they're doing when they're all standing around Howard at the laptop. Yeah, I know. Well, it goes for the calls for the vote of no confidence. Yeah. But he also, but I love it how Sheldon also gets the idea, suggesting that the project be named after him. Yeah. And it, and of course the guys are going, um, hang on, that just, uh, that's, that's just Sheldon. Because it's, it's, it's because he uses an, a- an acronym that yeah. spells out Sheldon. I'm, I'm actually going to, because I don't remember it, I'm actually going to put up that little sound grab at the end of the podcast so everyone can listen to it because it's very, it's very fun how they do it because he spells out his name in these acronyms. He goes, hang on, that just comes with Sheldon. And then he goes, well, how about we name it? And he says Sheldon, but it's backwards. backwards. And, Leonard, and, and, Leonard's, and Leonard's like, no, that's just Sheldon backwards. And he's like, we are not wasting time talking about names. Names. We're just trying to get this started. Um, but of course, you know, as as you just said, as you quite rightly pointed out, Sheldon abruptly poses a vote of, to change leadership, which he's promptly kicked off the team for his obnoxious behavior. That is really true. Yeah. You know, this is Leonard's idea. It's going to make all of them, you know, if this thing actually does come off, it's going to make them all a lot of money. Well, as, as Howard says, it was, at one point, we're going to be hundred heirs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because there's only, I mean, I'm sorry, but well, actually there might be a, a oh, cause when they first that get, would use it than you would yeah, think. Because when they actually start working it out and they, there's, they actually send out the beta testing, um, I think Leonard goes, well, there's there's like 76 people that are interested in being at one of our No, it's more t- like 20. No, it's like 76 at the moment. No, I thought it was like 20 people have already signed up to uh, be. It, it could be. And I like it how Leonard, and of course, I like it how, um, how it go, uh, Raj goes, oh, we're going to be rich. He goes, well, considering you want a submarine and the amount of people that have signed up, we're probably going to be looking at maybe you know, charging them like a million dollars each. And I like it how Raj comes back with, well, how about we just, you know, charge them a, a half a million and get really get the the uh, the word out. It's like, yeah, but you know, this could be really one of those things that would go through a lot of universities and into the mainstream science. Yeah, and community. I can see a lot of high school kids in um 
advanced math classes using it as a shortcut too. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are sitting there, I know listening to this podcast going, what are we talking about with this differential equation? So what the app essentially does is they write down a number of equations on the board. They take a photograph of the equation and then it tells you exactly what that equation is. So just say there was an equation for hydrogen. So they take a photograph of what the equation is, and it comes back with, this equation is hydrogen. So when Howard takes a photograph of an equation on the board and says, oh, it's Hankel function, then it goes, hang on a minute. He goes through the list and he goes, correct, it is. So when you say that it could be used in that regard for a lot of kids that would um, use that in high school or in, you know, yes, that is, that is definitely true. But I think it's a great idea because there are a lot of people. And as, as Howard, as we can sort of see, it's, it's like a shortcut. Instead of sitting there looking at the equation, going through all the equation to find the answer, this is a take a photograph. There's your answer immediately. So it's going to cut down a lot of research time. And there's a lot of research scientists out there that would actually, I mean, obviously they're, they're, they're very intelligent, so they don't need to sit there and have an, uh, an app like this. But those people that are just coming into the field using this equation would be would be amazing. Yeah, it would. You no. Know? So really, Sheldon being kicked off of this this lead this this whole project, if they if they kept him out of the mainstream, if they decided that's it, we're not bringing you back at all. And and Raj Howard and Leonard went on to you know, sell this for millions and millions of dollars. Do you think uh, Sheldon would feel bad about it? Oh or yeah, would, or he would still yes. stick to his guns. Well, it still could have been better. Yeah, but um, I also find it interesting, and and admittedly, it didn't have to be part of this episode, which is why it wasn't. But in the future episode, when um, Howard comes up with the idea of the um propulsion thing yes that yeah. they find out that the university gets the patent on it and they get basically nothing yeah because, because they for the university anything yeah. that they develop while they are employees of the university is intellectual property of the university and they don't get the money so essentially they come up with something like this they make a patent and the patent goes yep we'll we'll market it but the university is going to get 90% of what you've got and you'll get 10% which means that you'll probably will become hundredaires and they will become multimillionaires and yep, it's like exactly. wow exactly and 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 we will get to that that episode down the track but even Leonard says so we essentially have to resign our jobs to make this in the hope that we'll actually get this nearly they're, like, they're like no because you're still doing it on the university money. Yeah, it was still developed under university time. Yeah, and, and they tried to figure out some way of getting around it, which they decided eventually that they just can't do because it, it, it was on university time. You're still using yep. university, university money. resources. Which really sucks when you look at it. There are mm -hmm. people out there that come up with great ideas working at a university or working in a certain job. And if they go to make a patent, they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. But by the way, you're working for this company. They get ninety percent. You get ten percent. Like, so, wow, so if you're at, so if you're in research and development and the scientific community, make sure that you enter a clause into your contract that anything you develop outside of the parameters of your job is your intellectual property, and they don't get it. Yeah, because you will get screwed big time. Unless you're using their resources, in which case they get a percentage. Yeah. So the following morning, we see that Leonard comes out of his bedroom and he's getting ready. You know, he's getting some coffee, getting ready for work. And we see that Sheldon has been doing, uh, well, he's, he's refining 
Leonard's ideas. And he and Leonard's like, you don't work here. We fired you. And he's like, oh, no, now I'm an independent contractor. And and Leonard's like, no, you're not. (laughs) But he does, you know, he does, you know, say, and Sheldon does actually say to Leonard that he has a big Napoleon complex. And it's like, Mm. well, that's really. And but before we get to that scene, Leonard says, well, you know, um, because Sheldon actually says, well, I've got to go put on my bus pants. And he goes, what are bus pants? And he goes, it's pants you wear when you're getting onto a bus where people have sat down and he goes no 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 i'm like and lynn goes i'm okay to drive you to work sheldon it's okay we're still roommates we're still friends yeah just because we're not working together doesn't mean i can't drive you to work and this is where he comes up with a big you know you've got this big napoleon complex with this whole app and And lynn looks at him says okay go put on your bus pants i know so the next scene we see we're in the cafeteria and howard and raj are sitting there just having a bit of a break and i like it how sheldon comes in and oh, tries yeah. and tries to convince the guys to abandon Leonard and come to work for him. And he bribes them with gifts. So he says, well, how about, you know, you, you, I see you're drinking beverages. Wouldn't it be better if you drunk it out of your official beverage your holder? Wouldn't and it taste put, better out of these? And he presents Raj with a mug that says. World's greatest astrophysicist. And he's and, like, and, and yes, it's true. And then he gives one to Howard. It. And then he gives one to Howard. This is Howard Wallowitz. And he goes, well, what about the world's greatest engineer? And, and, it, and he said Sheldon something goes, like, I, did, I didn't want to do a no, joke or something. No, Sheldon says, I punched it into the computer. I just couldn't press enter. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and, so, and yet so, you want him to come and work with you. I know. And of course, then they, they, they're they looking at him with very huge amount of disdain. He goes, uh, no. Okay. What about if you um, had monogram keychains with laser pointers and they're still looking at him with this great amount of disdain. He goes, no. Okay. What about if you drank um, a cold beverage out of these can cozies with our um, official mascot of the university on it, which is a beaver. And he goes, go beavers. beavers." And he goes, nothing. I'll be back. And he just leaves everything and walks away. So, I mean, in all honesty, why would you, why would you decide yeah. at all to go and join you know Sheldon? It's terrifying. I know, right? So back of the apartment, after all the attempts of trying to get the guys to switch sides, Sheldon tries to hinder the team's progress and makes a nuisance of himself by playing his noisy theremin in front of them. Now, the first melody that Sheldon tries to play on his theremin after saying how much he loved the use of the instrument in the opening tune of Star Trek, the 1966 original series, mm. is in fact the said opening tune of Star Trek. It should be noted, however, that the theremin was not actually used in the Star Trek theme song. No what way. sound? What sounds like a theremin was actually a soprano vocalizing. No. I would have thought that was a theremin. Nope. It sounds so much like a theremin. I told you I had some cool trivia today. Oh, that just ruins my entire life. (laughs) I know. But you have to say she was really, really good. I would have thought if you listened to the opening of that, you would have you would severely think that was a theremin playing. Yep, I know. And of course, th- you know, this is another way of Sheldon trying to sabotage Leonard's attempts to make something awesome. You know, be playing yep. the, you know, I like it how they're going, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm playing my theremin. He goes, we need quiet. And he goes, that's okay. I can't hear you talk, guys talking over my theremin. Um, it's really rude. 
Yeah, that's it's Shodan, extremely rude. Because but, it, Shodan, but that's why this episode is a little on the painful side is Sheldon is just such a little shit. Wait, thank you. Yeah. Sheldon is being really nasty. Okay. You've been kicked off the team, Sheldon, because of the way that you are. There's no reason to sit, to go and sabotage somebody else's work, but this is Sheldon at this moment. Sheldon that's is not getting his, his own insecurity. way. Yeah. So he decides to try and sabotage this. Of course, after all this, he gets kicked out of the apartment and he ends up by going onto the first floor landing, um, playing his theremin. So, Penny comes in and she finds Sheldon playing his theremin at the hallway. Singing, and... nobody knows. Yeah. The, the trouble, trouble I've seen. seen. Nobody, nobody knows. knows my sorrow. <laughs> and I like it how um, he does say that they kicked him off of their, their app team. And, you know, he's been relegated downstairs. And she goes, well, that's okay. You and I can make our own app. And she well, comes no, up. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and this like, yeah, is. Right. This is a really interesting app. I think this would actually appeal to a lot of the ladies out there and a lot of the guys too. I'm not just saying it's for the ladies, but this would actually appeal to a lot of people out there. This is mainstream. This is not scientific. And this has a lot of benefits. For it has everybody. a lot of social applications. It really does. The idea that Penny comes up with is that she makes an app where when you're when you take a photo of a pair of shoes and the app would identify them and tell you where you can buy them. Yeah. Now, interestingly, not surprisingly, Sheldon ridicules the idea. But interestingly, in 2022, 15 years after this episode aired, Google Lens does exactly that. Really? That yep. that's the that's the eyeglasses. No. No, I thought there no. Was, oh. There's a there's an app called Google Lens, and you take pictures of things, and it tells you where you can buy them. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I've got to try that out. Yeah, told I've you I had download. to. Man, I got to download that. I like yeah. that idea. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is, I'm sitting there, and I'm and I'm looking at these things, and I'm like, okay, so how many people are smart enough to look at this and go, wait a minute. Is there anything in the market like this? No, that's a great idea. I should develop that and actually developed it. Same thing with the penny blossoms. Yes. And the penny so, blossoms was a great yeah, idea. And it's like, you know, how many things have come out of, because like out of Star Trek, a lot of things came, were inspired by Star Trek. Like, remember the old, the, the little tiny flip phones that were yep. that started out? Yep. Those were inspired by the Star Trek communicators. Yes, they were. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, there's a lot of scientific innovations that have been inspired by television. And uh, Star Trek has several of them. So I'm wondering how many things in the Big Bang universe have actually inspired actual product. That's a really great idea. And I think and I really honestly believe that this has a very, very big, wide um range of possibilities i would totally do Penny's that idea. i would use that because it because she even said that you know even if you see somebody walking down the street um you know you can take a photograph of their shoes and they will tell it will tell you where to get them so yeah. what they are i think that's a great idea yeah it's a great i really idea. don't think that's a that's a bad idea at all of course you know sheldon turns down you know the idea but of course feeling sympathy for him penny invites him over for hot cocoa without the marshmallows because you know she doesn't have any and a of course disappointing drink for a disappointing, disappointing day. day um and it basically it's a decision that she soon regrets and she goes to Lena's apartment and she says listen you have to come and take your children back 
Um, and <laughs> can't, he, can't he just come and play with you guys until, until his bedtime? He's like, and and she, and London's like, we're not playing. We're working. This is really serious work here. Yeah. And she goes, what about if I came, if I get him to come in and apologize and sit quietly? And she goes, he goes, well, obviously, if you did that, we'd allow him back on the team. And then you'd take a flight on your invisible pig all around the city. And she goes, oh, I'll be back in a second. And she goes back <laughs> to the apartment and she says to Sheldon that, that the guys are absolutely lost without him and that they're just stuck. They don't know what to do. And he goes, oh, well, we sure saw that coming. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit here and make them stew and suffer. And she goes, no, 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 no. Because he's also playing the theremin in her apartment. And she goes, no, no, no. They this have suffered enough. <laughs> yeah. They've suffered enough, Sheldon. We've all suffered enough. And he goes, oh, okay. But he goes, but she goes, but what you got to do is when you go back there, you have to apologize. And he goes, oh, no. Mary Cooper didn't give, it didn't raise no, no apology, people. And she goes, no, no, no. Make it like it's, um, Make it like you know how you've been trying to learn sarcasm. sarcasm. Yeah, do it that way. And he goes, "Oh, okay." And he goes, "Thank you for the drink, Penny. It was lovely." And she goes, "Oh, that's sweetie. That's okay, sweetie." And he goes, "See, I'm good at this. I'm good at this." So they manage. Penny manages to get Sheldon back into the apartment, and of course, and he does apologize with sarcasm. While also lying to him, claiming that the you know about oh thank you I know before we get started I want to apologize again Leonard for my yeah. previous behavior it was really out of order and I really do appreciate and respect your leadership and she and he goes oh thank you Sheldon and of course he and, looks and over. Sheldon turns to Penny and gives her the wink and Penny's like yeah that's the way uh-huh. and he goes well okay well so now you're back on the team let's let's just catch you up. So this is what we're doing now. This is just running a dummy program right now. And this is what we're going to do. And he goes, well, I must admit that you have, you guys have made such a great idea. You put a lot of work, a lot into of work this. into this. And he go, and they go, well, thank you. And he goes, now let's start over. And he gets up and he erases. There's all these equations written on the board. He shouldn't picks up the eraser, starts erasing them. And then looks over at Howard and goes, now I'm back on the team. Oh, Howard, we're going to need snacks. So yeah. it's like you've now been delegated back to. Yeah, we're back to right where we were. Oh, and I'd like to point out that when Sheldon goes to erase the whiteboard, nothing happens, even though he's vigorously erasing on yeah. it, because it's a prop that is not erasable. It is saved and used in other episodes. Oh, really? I thought I saw that he was starting to erase it, but obviously they cut it so quickly. You don't see that. because Oh, really I is. noticed that nothing happened when he erased it. And it was really? like, and... Yeah, because he is really putting some, yeah, some effort into racing it. Nothing's disappearing. So, of course, unfortunately, again, Sheldon's kicked off the team again. Yeah. And the last scene, we see him in a in Penny's apartment with the algorithm and the app for Penny's Shoe Finder app. It says yep. Project Shoe. And they're building the database. And it's yeah. like, oh, my God, how many shoes does this woman own? You said that exact thing. It is amazing how many shoes. I mean, she could rival Imelda Marcos. Yeah. I know. Imelda Marcos is turning over in her grave going, I wish I had those shoes. Yeah. I mean, she's going, okay, these are Uggs. These are Crocs. These are this. These are that. These are these. These are are imitation Manolo Blahniks. These are from Target, but don't they look like Chanel? And you start to hear (laughs) Sheldon going, nobody knows. No, no, you start hearing him go, bored. Yeah. But we can, which, we can is, which is an imitation of Penny. Every time they start talking about science stuff, she's like, "Bored." Yeah, but we can really see that. Unfortunately, Sheldon again being kicked off the team. He has been relegated to Project Shoe. 
the episode goes black. And that is the end of this episode. As I said, this episode is good, not great. It makes me feel like they had to quickly put out an episode. Um, we saw no Bernadette. We saw no Amy. Um, there really wasn't much to this episode. If this episode has run long, it's because I've been talking a bit too much. Yeah, and of we've course, been talking about a lot of other stuff. Yeah, but that's okay because yeah, our, because we love our fans and we our we love fans love it. And also, I and you. also, you know, when we get communications from our fans, I'm never ever going to skip over them and not talk about them on the air. So they take the time to you know send the email. I will respond and I'll definitely um, talk about them on this podcast. So, so speaking of which, where can they find us? Perpetual Motion Squad zero zero at gmail.com. Now this week's question. And I think, and Kat came up with this one because I have, I just couldn't figure out a question. So this is Kat's question this week. Have you ever tried working with a friend? And if so, how did it go? So I've luckily never, ever worked with a friend. I would hope that it would go well. But if you, you know, if you have worked with a friend. You got me a job at your company and that didn't go so well. Yeah. But that, then again, my company's. Let's not go there. Yeah. They were mean to me. And of course, being the being the fact that I'm mean to her means that they've lost about eighty percent of me. But that's okay. I still work there. I'm just let's working. let's not go there, honey. But uh, yeah. So if you've ever worked with a friend, you know, if you have worked with a friend, how did it go? So that's this week's question. But as I said, you can email us anytime at Perpetual Motion Squad zero zero at gmail.com. You know, you can email us about anything you want to. If you you know with you you know an episode you like, an episode you don't like. A uh, you know a host that you think is rather dreamy with his voice, <laughs> or a lovely American host that is gives all, us all great little bits of trivia, you know. Or uh, she wrote a cookbook, and if you want a copy of the cookbook, she can send you one. Yep. Because you know what are you going to do in a pandemic, and when you're relegated to home, you write a cookbook. That's yeah, what she exactly. did exactly. And they've got some great recipes in there. Or if you've got pets and you just want to show off your pet, please show us off the pet on the Perpetual Motion. And if you want a email. picture of Oliver, we'll send you a picture because of Oliver. Because we can send an, an email back of Oliver. But, you know, if Actually, you can follow Oliver on Instagram at, at Oliver Milner Dog. Yeah. And you can also do it on um, uh, Facebook. Yep. At, at Oliver. Um, Oliver Milner Dog. Is that Oliver's? Yes, yeah, the same. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can do that. But yes, so you can email us at any time. We are open. And seriously, Courtney, if you do go to Comic-Con, dress up. Apparently, it's awesome. And I would certainly dress up as something to go Me to too. Comic-Con. So, yes, I'd love to do that. So, And if, this... we, and if we ever went to a, a Rainbow Six thing, I'd dress up as Kavera. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm. She has the most awesome makeup. I'm heavily into Rainbow Six. Um, She's very good at it. I'm okay at it. He's very good at it. Don't let him lie to you. So what anyway. is what uh so what food do we have this week? Do we have any okay? First, um, if you haven't already done so, please um give us a like and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, be, and if you know anybody who would like to join us for the conversation, please invite them because it the more the merrier. And we love you guys. Okay, so we had two lunches at Caltech and one Chinese takeaway for those who are following along. And I have to say that the crazy credits are really crazy this week. Okay. Chuck, I don't know. Chuck Lorre lives in a very odd world. Chuck Lorre Productions number 323, The Mask of Undugu. 
Before Ndugu would venture into the jungle to begin his daily hunt, he would don a mask to confuse his prey. Not a mask meant to frighten. No, Ndugu's mask was pleasant to look at, designed to trick his quarry into thinking he was harmless. In this way, Ndugu was able to get close and strike a lethal blow, which is exactly what he had in mind the day he spied a beautiful creature drinking at a watering hole. Hiding behind his benign facade, he positioned himself alongside his intended victim and prepared to attack. But what Undugu didn't know was that this beautiful creature was also wearing a mask. A mask that successfully camouflaged a fierce and merciless predator. And so it was that Undugu suddenly found himself being devoured, torn, torn apart, eviscerated. His screams echoed through the jungle. But the jungle was accustomed to the sounds of agony and no one came to his aid. Bloodied and barely alive, he managed to escape and crawl back to his village, where, to his horror, he discovered that his tormentor had taken possession of his hut. Now helpless and homeless, he was forced to live the rest of his days in the wild, feeding on what dung beetles fed on. The moral of the story, mask or not, if you hurt without a pre if you hunt without a prenup, pack some ketchup for the dung. Yeah, whatever planet Chuck Lorre is on, my God, it must be fun. Yeah, apparently he had a bad um, dating and or marriage experience. I would say, listening to that at the end, I would say that there was some severe trauma that he had in a relationship because, yeah, yeah. that that is uh, that's yeah. very dark. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> There's not much more we can say after that one. Nope. But but uh, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for coming to visit us at Perpetual Motion Squad and making this podcast a success. We've got so many people interacting with us. We've our um, ratings are going up. They're skyrocketing, I should say. Thank um, you, guys. It's all because yeah. of you, and we appreciate it so much. And everybody that leaves a, a rate rating and review, it just gets us higher up on the the list. And you know, when you go to search Big Bang, we always come up as number one on uh, Spotify, which is really awesome because we never that thought is just so brilliant. Yeah, I we never, never thought we'd have a number one rated podcast. No, we never thought when we started this that there would be any chance that we would get into the number one spot. We honestly thought down. we'd be lucky to find ten people to listen. Yeah. But every single week, and we're actually getting more and more people joining and going back to listen to the episodes. So, so thank why, you for sharing it. Yeah. So we really do appreciate you guys for, for doing that. And as 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 I said, you know, with the holiday season coming up, and that's one thing I was going to ask. Are we taking a break over Christmas or are we going to just, just keep powering along over Christmas so they don't? We'll probably keep powering along because we just love doing it so much. Okay. So over Christmas, everyone, we will keep putting out the episode well, every actually, Monday. actually, hang on a second. Let me look at the calendar. Well, I was um, going to look at the calendar as well while I'm sitting here. Okay. Got... So Monday, the day it usually drops, is Christmas. So we might take a break for a week, maybe two weeks. Yeah. So Christmas the 25th. So we'll put out we'll put out our last episode on the 18th, on Monday the 18th of December. And then and... we'll start up again on the 8th of January. Okay. So, we, so we're going to take a two-week break because I think that's actually not too bad just to have a bit of a break. Um you know, with, with us because we yeah. we do like to celebrate the the holiday season as well. So yep. just just a couple of weeks break. We will definitely be back. <laughs> but look, you know, as as I said to you, you know, to everyone, if you are feeling lonely over Christmas, if you've got nobody to speak to, reach out uh, to us. You know, if you don't have any family commitments and you're just sitting there finding yourself being a bit of a loan, um, send an email to me. And we can send uh, you the Zoom link 
and we can have a conversation. We won't put it up on um, our episode. We won't include you in an episode. We can just have a bit of a Zoom conversation of of all things Big Bang, and we can have a bit of a, a nerd out, you know, things. So, you know, so what wherever you are in the country or wherever well, you are in the world, I should say, um, just email us and uh, we'd be very happy to have a bit of a, a Zoom conversation. And, you know, it's always good to get to know our listeners and make new friends. So absolutely, we're very happy to do that. So yeah, we're going to keep going until our two week break between the 25th of December and, and we'll come back on the 8th. Of okay. January. Now next time we're doing season four, episode 13, the love car displacements. Oh, we know this I one. Love this. Episode. This is a good episode. This, this is, is a, a real, we learn we learn some interesting things about Bernadette. Yep. And we also get to have Rick Fox join the cast for one episode. And there's some interesting trivia about Rick. Okay. That we'll go into next time. So make sure you turn in, tune in for that one. Yeah. And at one stage, one at one time, I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how to do it. I, I don't know whether we'd have to do it on a Zoom or whatever, but we should do a, a watch party where we get a couple of people to actually watch the episode with us on an episode. So if you want to be part of the watch party, message us. Yeah. If you're interested in being in a watch party, let us know. And we can. Courtney and Wednesday, we're looking at you. (laughs) Courtney, Wednesday, Deanna, Crystal, Dane, we're looking at all you guys. And even even anyone that actually has not emailed us, we're looking at you as well. So we'd love to have you join the watch party. That would be fun. Yeah, it would. We could actually all sit here. On the Zoom, I'll make the popcorn. <laughs> we could sit here watching Big Bang on Zoom and just talk about it as we're going along. I think that would be an awesome episode. And if we don't have a watch party, I think Kat and I will do that at one stage. We'll actually have a, a watch party ourselves. Yeah, definitely on Zoom. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us, and we can't wait to see you next time. And in the meantime, we'll catch up at the Cheesecake Factory. Bye, everyone. So right now, this button press event is just triggering a dummy procedure called... How about this for the app name? The surprisingly helpful equation link differential optimized numerator. So it spells Sheldon. Does it? A happy accident. We're not doing names now. Our... Like I was saying, right now it's just a dummy procedure, but eventually it will drop us into... All right, fine. If we're not going to give it a name, can we at least give it a secret code designation? No. But but hear me out. The atomic bomb was the Manhattan Project. Windows 95 was originally Project Chicago. For our app, I would humbly suggest, Project Nodlehez. That's just Sheldon backwards. Another happy accident. with the big bang it all started with the big bang